0: This is Defenders TV Podcast, episode 154, with our Damnation Crossover, part 15. The spoiler-filled discussion of Doctor Strange, issue number 389. Hey guys, it's Rod Reyes here, artist of Marvel's Donation Comic Book Event. Welcome to the podcast crossover between Inner Demons, Sons of the Dragon, Defender TV Podcast and Into the Night. Every issue reviewed, all time books, discussed, May all be damned.
1: Hi, this is Ray from Into the Night, a Moon Knight Podcast. You're listening to Defenders TV podcast right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
0: Welcome back, fellow defenders, to this, the final review in the Damnation comic book crossover event, where we are looking at Doctor Strange tie in comic issue 389.
1: I am one of your hoary hosts, John. And I'm your other hoary host, Derek. Welcome back. And welcome back, Flameheads and uh, Iron Fist fans. And as well, Loonies,
0: and thank you to Ray from Into the Night, Moon Knight podcast, and of course, Rod Reyes for their introduction to this crossover event, Mm -hmm.
1: Damnation. It'll be a shame not to play those every episode. From now on this is the final one as rod Reyes said, every issue covered uh, all 15 issues have been covered by each of our podcasts uh, ourselves we did the Doctor Strange coverage for all of this event and we did uh, D- damnation number four, which you may have heard last week uh, we had Sons of the Dragon who did all the Iron Fist tie-ins and damnation number one uh, into the night a night podcast where Ray is from uh, they covered Scarlet Spider and damnation number two and Ghost Rider the Inner Demons podcast they covered damnation number three and the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider number one issue, which was really, really good as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. And so we are here now with our spoiler-filled review of this final part of the Damnation crossover. Doctor Strange, yes. Last time we saw him, he was in a necro-realm, potentially for eternity. Mm -hmm. Will he escape? Will he get out? You'll find out shortly. (laughs) Or if you read Damnation number four. And of course... (laughs) For the context of all these comics, please head on over and subscribe to Defenders TV Podcast. Uh, Just go to DefendersTVPodcast.com and hit any of the subscribe buttons that you wish to. There's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or any damned or blessed podcast catcher. Please uh, subscribe, rate us, leave a review, and of course, as always, share the love and share the
1: podcast. And if you've missed any of the reviews for Doctor Strange Damnation on our website at defendersTVpodcast.com, there is a page, Doctor Strange Damnation, obviously, uh, which catalogues all of the reviews that have been there so far. So in case you miss any of them, pop in and have a listen to some great reviews in there from the other guys and ourselves. Yes. So with that, Derek. You want to give us some of the comic issue details. Mm-hmm. This issue was written by Danny Cates, who has been writing the main arc of the story as well. And the artist, again, is Nico Henscheron. Letters, VCs, Corey Pettit. The cover artist, an excellent cover on this one from Mike Del Munda. And the colour assistant was Laurent Grossat. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your uh, read-through, I suppose, of the, uh, the cover of this issue? Sure. Last time.
0: Mephisto imprisoned Stephen Strange's soul in an immaterial sub of hell. Meanwhile, Bats, Stephen's ghost dog friend, possessed his body in Las Vegas and tried to retrieve Strange's soul. But the appearance of Clay, Stephen's former wife, led them astray and into a confrontation with Shuma Gareth. Fortunately, the souls of the Avengers, Black Panther, Falcon, Captain Marvel, Hawkeye, Thor, and Jane Foster, the rules in necrotic sub-realms are beyond our understanding, had been sent to the same place. They forced Shumagarath to retreat temporarily, but may not have succeeded without the help of Dormammu. The events of this issue take place concurrently with those in Doctor Strange Damnation issue 4. Yes. Dormamu showed up and pledged to help Stephen Strange.
1: I know. What a great great moment at the end of uh, of Doctor Strange, issue 388. Uh, We talked all about that on our last episode. This is Bleeding Neon, the final issue, part four of all of the damnation events. Really cool. Yes, where there is the potential for the most
0: unlikely of team ups, Mm -hmm. Dormamu and Doctor Strange. Yeah, will they be new
1: bros? Uh, in the the future Uh, we will get into it but (laughs) as always with our coverage of the Doctor Strange issues we are going to talk through our five incantations our five favourite moments of the issue or our five big discussion points and as we always do our first one is previously on Damnation where were we? What's happened so far, and where does this story take place, John?
0: So, as we mentioned, when we last left Doctor Strange in issue 388, he was about to team up with Dormammu to get out of this necro Mm -hmm. sub-realm. So, really interesting stuff. And, of course, he came across the Avengers Souls as well, but also massive battles ensuing with Shuma Gorath, mm-hmm. and uh, really how he gets out of this this locked realm uh, and get through the portal back to Earth to see ultimately what happened then in Damnation Issue Four, where he is able to, with the power of all the Avengers combined within him, is manage to take down Mephisto mm-hmm. ultimately and lock him away
1: for eternity in his own Hotel Inferno. Yeah, and a lot of this was caused by him following Clay, uh, his old, his ex-wife or his uh, former wife, I suppose. Um, so this story takes place because Dr. Strange wants to actually find out if she's okay. Was there something in that? Had she been possessed? Is that her real soul, I suppose, uh, that we've seen in the previous issues of Dr. Strange? So we have him sitting down explaining the battle to her as this issue kicks off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, it is clay was used by mephisto to trick him to bring him down into this sub realm of Necrocomicon or something i don't know <laughs> yeah um and yeah there's that whole thing of his feelings towards clay his former wife and 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 whether he believes that she is the one that has come to rescue him as we've heard Wong has had someone on the inside. There's been many different ideas as to who this could be. Is it Scarlet Spider? Is it Clay? Who is this person? Uh, now, from issue four of Damnation, we certainly know who um, it ultimately was. Um, and it was Johnny Blaze mm-hmm. who came in to as king of hell. As we know, the difference in time between hell and earth, minutes on earth, is an eternity in hell. And so Johnny Blaze has managed to get himself appointed as the lord of hell on the hell throne um, with his hell crown and <laughs> a lot of other helly kind of stuff going on. But not his hell cycle, because uh, Mephisto had that. Yes. So, yes. Um, so Clay, it wasn't Clay ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is really interesting now that he simply, early on in this issue then, we see that he's sat having coffee in a, in a calf somewhere in New York. Speaking and describing a lot of the events that have gone on in this subrealm uh, to someone who we don't know to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that then progresses and transpires that it is clay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The real clay, we think. Yes. So I think with that, we should go on to incantation. Number two, mm-hmm. because during this conversation that uh, Doctor Strange is having with Clay, we see the explanation of the battle in Hell as to why uh, Dormammu is also there and how he got there, and we are told about this huge, ferocious war that has happened between Mephisto, Dormammu, Nightmare, and Shuma in this. Sub realm, this necrotic sub realm, uh, and ultimately it is Mephisto that wins that day, uh, and he banishes the other lords of hell um, into this realm for eternity and they are now also trying to get out and we have some great great splash pages here um in, in some of the early pages of the comic i think page four and five again we were looking at this um electronically on um comiXology mm-hmm. uh, but also you know we have some really great um artwork here i absolutely adore our, on page three where you get all the lords of hell Mephisto, Nightmare and Dormammu, where they're all getting locked into the realm and they then have this mighty war to see who ultimately uh, will be able to uh, come through. And of course, Doctor Strange plays a part in this by bringing Las Vegas back. He somehow unlocks it uh, and ultimately the the winner is Mephisto. But on that page, I love Nightmare. I mean, I think Nightmare is one of my favourite Doctor Strange villains, antagonists. Yeah. Uh, such cool storylines can come from this. You know, it. There, there is that moment where he's there riding on the horse. I think on, on page four where the war is taking place and it is just so good um, but ultimately Mephisto
1: is the winner here yeah absolutely if you've read this comic um, on digital I'd highly recommend picking it up a physical copy if you can pick one up uh, I did have to go out and buy a copy of it just to see how beautiful the artwork by uh, Nika Hancherone is these moments are just fantastic it's pretty safe to say that these four villains are probably Doctor Strange's biggest villains um, with, there's been many storylines with Nightmare before big storylines with Dormammu obviously uh, Mephisto being central to damnation and then Shemagareth uh, has also had a big moment within this event where he was battling against all of the Avengers to drive him back into the hell dimension but I do love as Doctor Strange explains this uh, this reason for all of these things happening where he's going well I brought Las Vegas back left a bit of a gaping hole so obviously all of my enemies would be Reach, reaching out and trying to get at me it's kind of the price you have to pay for bringing back Las Vegas to earth <laughs> yes I mean it was just so beautifully
0: um put together on, on the pages really really nice um and I have to say um just fantastic artwork I think and as I say we didn't get much of Nightmare um at all really throughout mm-hmm. this crossover event he, he's really just the in name only but uh, I mean, one of the interesting things um, was with the MCU and the Doctor Strange film was that initially uh, Scott Derrickson put forward a nightmare storyline to Feige. Uh, and of course, Kevin Feige really kind of said, well, we need to introduce the character and I can get that. Mm-hmm. But certainly I just feel a nightmare Uh, film with Doctor Strange done by Scott Derrickson given what he did in Insidious I think could be really, really good and where you move the MCU into a a slight horror direction actually, it's just... I think that would be absolutely awesome, because I think as well, Doctor Strange works so well when it's dark, dangerous and disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of disturbing things can happen in all of these different dimensions uh, and sub realms. And I think Nightmare would be a fantastic uh, entry way into
1: the that kind of horror world for the MCU. Yeah, I agree. But I do say that Kevin Feige definitely made the right choice to start. Oh, definitely. It. Yeah. Yeah, to start out, Doctor Strange being much more grounded character and having his villain appear at the end of the film after you've introduced all of the magical realms, having to introduce the magical realms and... Something like Nightmare, which is quite a significant uh, departure for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, could have been a little bit too much, but I'm hoping that if we do see a Doctor Strange 2, which we're hoping is coming in 2020, um, that we do see Nightmare in there because some very interesting storylines, and I'd love to see uh, an MCU horror film, as you say, John, that would be quite cool. But Dormamu doesn't just explain this battle
0: in Hell, he also explains that Clay was a projection from Mephisto. Uh, You know, he. He says it himself, he would know if his niece was trapped in this necrotic realm as well. Um, so we really do get confirmation here that the clay is purely a figment of um, Doctor Stranger's imagination projected there by Mephisto. Um, And Dormammu also explains that, you know, in order to open this portal and that him and Doctor Strange will need to combine their powers in order to open it up because individually they will not be strong enough. Mm -hmm. And this really um, has a fantastic kind of element of do they trust him, do they not? (laughs) It, It really is... Uh, you know, Dormammu pledges that he's not going to attack Earth, because I, I do love that moment where, um, you know, Dormammu and Strange are talking about having to reopen the portal with their combined uh, powers, but that this would be a passage to Earth, and Doctor Strange goes, which is literally my entire job to prevent from happening, <laughs> i.e. Dormammu reaching earth yeah uh, that's his job he is the protector of earth from mystical and magical dangers uh, and yet here dormamu's plan effectively means that he will be um spat out from the portal uh, into and onto Earth, I should say. So I I love this kind of indecision that Doctor Strange has here uh, about whether or not he should combine his powers with Dormammu. Uh, It's really, uh, really
1: good, I think. Yeah, I love that it's Jane Foster that kind of points out the predicament that they're in. Effectively, either their souls are trapped for eternity in hell or they work with Dormammu And possibly bring hell to earth. Which one is the better scenario? Maybe we need to calm down and slowly think about this. And talk it over between the Avengers. (laughs) Love that moment. Um, But we do see our twist here. Onto incantation number three. First off, I do have to say. I loved when Hawkeye goes...
0: Uh, point of order here: uh, Can we have uh, an Avengers-only conversation about mm-hmm. this plan? Um, <laughs> no offense to the magic supervillain uh, that is Dormammu, um, and of course here, yet yeah, as you say, then we get this trick. It's a one-upmanship, I think. Really, you know, where they agree to Dormammu's plan, but on conditions um, that the Avengers go through first. Then Doctor Strange will send Dormammu to his realm and then finally Stephen Strange will follow through. Of which Dormammu is kind of going, so you would leave yourself here unprotected without the Avengers and mm-hmm. be the last person to come through, putting me through into Earth first. But we have the deception from Dormammu. I love that moment where he lifts his sword up after they have opened up the portal again. But that deception is trumped by Stephen Strange and the Avengers, which yeah. is really,
1: really cool. Yeah, I have to say, two of my favourite moments occur in this section here. Uh, one is as Strange is presenting the plan to Dormammu, he starts off with. Uh, the deal is first that Thor breaks your legs, yeah. which is what's just happened to Stephen. <laughs> and you well. just get, Stephen, yeah. fine. <laughs> really good. Really good. And the second one, obviously, our favorite character in the entire Damnation event, I think, is Bats. And that moment where Stephen asks him to watch <laughs> oh, over yeah, Dormammu. Silly. He's just a ghost dog. He doesn't have any powers, which he sadly tells it's Dormammu and then realizes, actually, he probably shouldn't have told you that, should I? <laughs> it's really,
0: really good. I mean, just that whole sequence of the of the conversation where Stephen Strange goes, watch Dormammu. Kill him if he tries anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like Dormammu's going, what is your purpose? What is your story? Um, Are you the person to slay Dormammu? And Bats kind of goes, I don't know why he said that but don't tell him that I basically can't kill you. Maybe he can get inside his head like he did with, with Stephen, but um, then he goes, oh, shit, did I just make a deal with the <laughs> the devil <Yeah>. or Dormammu? <laughs> um, really, really good. I actually like these little bits of humor here yeah. uh, through, through this comic issue. It was really good. Um, I think... Bats brings so much levity here he's like the deadpan delivery that you, I kind of at least read it as mm-hmm. uh, it is so good and I think him and Doctor Strange work again so well and his little uh, interaction with with Dormammu I mean I do like the the, the the panel just after Doctor Strange has told him kill him if he tries you know and he's kind of got that poised pointed look mm-hmm. as he's looking up at uh, Dormammu you know
1: Watching intently, uh, ready to strike at a moment's notice. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things that's been such a strength from Donny Cates' writing over the course of this entire event and and really all of. Doctor Strange so far that he's been involved in and uh, he's really got a great balance between the humor and lightness and also the darkness and horror of uh, Doctor Strange I think he's got a really good handle on the character it could be very difficult to write a, a good Doctor Strange story especially when you're not dealing with the creation of Doctor Strange uh, the origin story as so many writers have dealt with over the past uh, doing this kind of story it's just been really good reading what Danny Cates has done
0: yeah and I mean the other great thing here then is that once they trump Dormammu's deception here it transpires that their plan is that the Avengers have agreed to stay in hell to fight back the the lords of hell that are assembled and you mm-hmm. get um, a fantastic panel where you see Nightmare and Shumagareth coming back towards uh, where the Avengers Doctor Strange and Dormammu are uh, and they're there ready to to fight them off to allow Stephen Strange to go back to Earth, to make things right. Uh, and it, it's, it's really the proof that Doctor Strange truly does have friends. Now, whether he understands that he does is another matter. Mm. Um, you know, I think as Sorcerer Supreme, it's a very isolating role within the world of the MCU or or Marvel Comics. You know, you're kind of on the astral plane, meditating, watching, probably looking to see, uh, you know, 14 million combinations maybe, uh, and really uh, just... Sometimes he probably loses sight of that there are people there that are supporting him, helping him. So this is a really nice moment because a lot of this um in comic has been about Doctor Strange feeling as though he has messed up in a big way. He's alienated a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even him trying to bring Las Vegas back was him trying to do some kind of reconciliation as to, you know... Things that he's done. Sometimes he does things that seemingly would put him in a villain role. Um, certainly, depending on who your uh, favorite character is, yep. you know, whether that's banishing the Hulk, whether he's kind <laughs> of part of the Illuminati uh, deciding to um, be fairly sort of high handed with what they do to protect Earth yep. and, and what decisions they make. So, uh, you know, he's here really, he's trying to correct things and, and make things right. Mm-hmm. And I think Even now, then, in doing that, Las Vegas has kind of been a failed experiment from him, really. Mm -hmm. And again, it's kind of set him back to square one. But here we do have proof that Strange truly does have friends uh, within the Avengers and that they still trust him to be able to do the right thing and to make everything correct again
1: and it does kind of explain a moment within damnation number four where the avengers are kind of high-fiving each other saying that they'd save the day and we saw Elsa bloodstone kind of going oh typical avengers taking credit for everything that we did mm-hmm. well in fact in doctor strange we see they actually did something quite significant they held back the lords of hell while strange was able to get back to earth and uh, help to take down Mephisto so it's quite good that we've gotten to see this within Doctor Strange so they did do something quite significant so that's a good thing right yeah um, definitely and again that whole
0: artwork I think of um Doctor Strange and Dormammu combining their powers to break the portal and to open it up again and then Nightmare, Shumagareth all riding to attack um Dormammu, The Avengers and Stephen Strange is great. You know, over pages 13 and 14, some really fantastic artwork again, uh, which I really, really uh, enjoyed so much. And it just complements the writing so, so well. Um, You know, it goes from being so um, incredibly rich and busy, but in a good way, yeah. to very simple uh, and very poignant or, or, or just meaningful in terms of the, the artwork and how the writing complements that. So, I mean, absolutely for Jews to uh, Donny Cates and Henrichon mm-hmm. for combining their own powers uh, <laughs> into a fantastic set of Doctor Strange Damnation issues yeah. uh, here, and Doctor Strange tie-in mm-hmm.
1: uh, comics to the Damnation event. Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of Going from quite a busy uh, part of the story to a quiet part of the story, back to the cafe, incantation number no. four, Stephen's discussion with Clay. I have to say, the choice here of Danny Cates to stop the story of Stephen Strange before he actually beats Mephisto. That story being told in Damnation Number 4, effectively. But it's just that moment when he says, I'm escaping from hell. And then, well, that's kind of all you need to know about the story to play. <laughs> you know, All I wanted to know was, are you okay? Are you still alive? It's a really interesting choice to not repeat what we saw in Damnation 4 and to stop the story exactly there. He doesn't even say, you know, Ghost Rider came back and we we banished him or anything like that. He just goes... So, how are you, Clay?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's really, um, it's such an interesting choice. Um, You know, almost offhandedly, you know, in one panel, it's like, and then this, 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 and this happened. And, of course, there is the editor's note, of course, in in that it does point you towards Damnation issue four if you want the full-on comic story of that but uh, yeah really interesting choice that ultimately here his focus in this story is on dr strange coming out of the necro realm out of hell and um, and not the downfall of mephisto mm-hmm. uh, at the hands of him once he's escaped and for him uh, you know it really is making sure that clay is okay as well you know this is why they are meeting that he's just confirming that she is a still alive and b um in fine fettle
1: Yes, and trying to work out why it was Mephisto chose her. So in Stephen's head, he says that the reason why he chose her is because she's the only one he hasn't let down lately. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's been let down quite a few times by him over the 50 or so years that she's been in the comic books with him uh, over time. But recently, he hasn't done anything too bad. So is that the reason why Mephisto chose her? Clay has a very different opinion, though.
0: It really is. Um, From what she can tell... Um, it's not her that Stephen cares about. And indeed, even Stephen Strange says maybe it was on from outdated information yeah. that, that he used, um, Clay's image. Like um, has old files or something. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, why did Clay work so effectively? Because these do have such a long and rich history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you know, Stephen and, and Clay, whilst they are separated, no longer husband and wife, there is still that. History and relationship there, mm-hmm. and and um, that's probably why it worked so effectively. But for Clay, it's that you know really he should have used someone else if he really wanted to trap Stephen Strange in that necro realm for eternity because that person means so much more to Stephen Strange. Yeah. And of course, we, we we finally get round to who this is. Obviously, it's Zelma. But I, I love the fact that Stephen Strange. Uh, just goes back into his what this mopey and depressed and um, phase. You know, Clay goes, "Stop being such a baby." You know, what have you lost? Is, is what she says. You know, she's really trying to a bit like Bats's conversation previously. What mm-hmm. is it that you um are, have lost? Do you think you've got no one that cares for you, no one that loves you yet? Yeah, the Avengers helped you. You've even said it. You just cannot see it. Uh, but ultimately, he. Dr. Strange is looking to reconnect uh, with his friend, Zelma, uh, who was such a good team up with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, just call her. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's really great that at the end of this book, you know, he's sat on the steps of the Sanctum Santorum and he calls her and she answers. Yeah. And it's to be continued. Exactly. So exactly. really very cool. And in fact, we get a nice little um, image there and, um, at the end of the comic book of Doctor Strange, Zelma
1: and Bats
0: hiding from Spider-Man. Well, that's the next issue, isn't
1: it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zelma had previously worked with Doctor Strange for many, many issues. Uh, definitely his new partner, uh, along with Wong, the two of them, uh, worked very closely together. But she walked away when Stephen infused her with magic and didn't tell her what it was for. This was basically hiding um, the keys to the Sorcerer Supreme from Loki and eventually finds out that he had put it inside of her without telling her which is a big betrayal. So I wonder how Stephen will make up for it. But this whole storyline throughout donation really has been about finding out that Stephen Strange does have al- allies within the Marvel universe. That there are other people that he's able to depend upon. What we did see earlier on with the Avengers taking on Dormammu and the other Lords of Hell is they say to him, "Well, the reason we did this was because well, you would have done it without a second thought. Yeah, if, exactly. If it, w- if it led to the right conclusion, if it led to a win for us, you would have done it. And that's kind of where we have our, our Doctor Strange. That's that's that moment where you realize." All of those choices he's made over the years as a member of the Illuminati, as you mentioned, banishing Hulk to space. These are all choices and difficult things that he has to do to make the world a safer place and a better place. That's what makes him the superhero. Yeah,
0: and it potentially doesn't endear him to to his allies. And it certainly means that, yeah, there can be big betrayals here or people just thinking, well, I've been used here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Zelma was like. She thought that they had, you know, that special tutor and tutee relationship you know student and teacher here and (laughs) uh, (laughs) and um, you know and in the end she expected that openness from him and he couldn't tell her in order so that the plan would work and I think that you know like with Wong keeping uh, the inside man uh, secret from everyone else Mm -hmm. you know Scarlet Spider thought it was him Um, so you know sometimes these plans have to be done in a way so that not all the information is known by everyone but um yeah really nice scene between clay and dr strange here where he he's really you know they get to the 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 crux of the situation why steven is feeling so lonely and and so sort of uh, out of sorts despite all the allies and friends that he has and um, and that is because he still needs to make it right with zelma ultimately exactly. and uh, i do also like the fact that clay gave out about his beard as well it was <laughs> why have you still got that thing on your face and in fact i think she goes go home shave off that
1: mess yeah. uh, and then call zalma exactly exactly um, let's get on to our final incantation i suppose incantation number 5 our final incantation for all of damnation it's really final thoughts where Where does this book land? Uh, Where are all the characters? And was there anything that didn't happen that you expected to happen? I think for me, I expected in this kind of big event that we'd lose a big character in Doctor Strange's universe. Uh, We have got a character that was sent off to hell, which was Johnny Blaze, uh, Ghost Rider. So that is the main casualty, I suppose, is Johnny Blaze not being on Earth anymore, going off to hell. Um, I was expecting possibly Bats or Wong to be lost for good. Wong leading the Midnight Suns, I thought he would be the casualty that we'd see on Stephen's side. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you thought that actually he was going to die when he falls into uh, the flames of hell. But Mm -hmm. Johnny Blaze is able, by his power now as the king of hell, to effectively make that not exist mm-hmm. um and they they have that great conversation so i think yeah wong is still alive very Absolutely. much and i think the relationship between wong and steven you know has been repaired to some extent yeah. uh, here uh, again it's that case of you would help me so that's why i came and helped you despite uh the fact that again w- you know our relationship had not been great um yeah. up to this point again another example were he has this support and allies. Stephen, at the moment, is
1: finding it difficult to see all this um, support that he's got. Yeah, yeah, and I think that can happen to a lot of people. I think it's a really good choice for the storyline to have that in there. Again, really happy that we didn't lose bats in the storyline. Oh, definitely. That feeling as well when we saw Clay earlier on in the books that she's in hell. We could have lost her as well, that this could have been a major event or a major impact on, on play. We haven't lost her, so none of Doctor Strange's true core group were lost in the book. Does that affect the book? Does that make it better or worse, do you think? Is it important that we should have lost a character, or do you think these kind of events can survive on um, on not losing characters, on not being pinned to, this is the event where X character died?
0: I think you can, and I think ultimately, yeah, as you say, we've lost, in inverted commas, Johnny Blaze, mm-hmm. because we see at the end of Damnation issue four that Doctor Strange is getting the Midnight Sons back together mm-hmm. uh, to go and rescue him. Um, but I also think that this comic event, at least from a Doctor Strange point of view, was about his alienation from the wider world. It yeah. was about building relationships back together, realizing that people do still support him, will go out of their way to help him and rescue him and repairing the damage of um, some of those broken relationships. And I think the really great thing here is that one of the relationships that matters so much now, uh, the relationship between Doctor Strange and Zelma, is the reason why he can't see it and has to be told repeatedly um, about... All these people that are there trying to help him, rescue him, support him and work with him. Um, And I think that's why it's such a great little ending where he's on the phone to try and then be the person to build the relationship. He's the one that's got to go out of his way here uh, to build that relationship back with Zelma. um, Whereas everyone else has taken it on them to kind of just take it. And repair that relationship you yeah, know yeah so i think that has been one of the main and uh, principal thrusts of um dr strange's arc here and um, it's kind of his redemption uh, to some extent and um, him coming back into the fold and that i really liked
1: absolutely and i know i asked you the question but i'll answer it myself as well i definitely don't think an event has to be pinned on a character dying in the marvel universe i think this was a really good idea for an event as i said having these uh, this realization that Steven has friends and has allies that he doesn't uh, depend on enough, I suppose, is a really important thing for for this character. I think it's been done really, really well. And also, it's the Marvel comic universe, and usually if a character dies, they come back pretty quickly. What you mentioned there, John, the epilogue at the end of Damnation No. 4, where he gets the Midnight Sons and Daughters together to go after uh, Johnny Blaze and bring him back. Well, you know, if we lost Johnny Blaze in this event, we've already been told he, he'll be coming back in the future. But... This event didn't tie directly into that epilogue, which I thought it would, having read Damnation No. 4. I thought, oh, after reading this, Doctor Strange at no. 389, that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be about him um, joining up with the Midnight Suns and going to hell to bring back Johnny Blaze. And it wasn't. Uh, that's something they're going to save for a future book. And we don't know when that's going to happen.
0: You know, again, a really interesting choice from uh, the creators here not to do that mm-hmm. and actually to really focus it down onto you know, these personal relationships between Doctor Strange and Clay uh, and Zelma in, in particular and, and his escape from the necrotic realm. Yeah, interesting choice here.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think that's all of her incantations. Yes, overall it is. So, John, do you defend this issue of Doctor Strange number 389 and and maybe the full damnation event? How's it, how's it felt for you? Do you defend it? I do
0: defend this issue of Doctor Strange. I would give it four hell puppets out of five. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I, I liked that it explained how they get out of this necrotic realm with the Avengers. I like the sacrifice of the, of the Avengers here and the trust in Doctor Strange to make things right. We have that the trust, um, from Clay as well in terms of, you know, she tells it as it is in the same way that Bats tells it as it is to Doctor Strange, uh, you know, that only a true friend can do. And in this case, ex-lover, former wife. Um, so it's all these people coming together to support Doctor Strange. Uh, but ultimately, the, the, the crux of it is that he is the one that needs to also make that step to repair uh, a damaged relationship uh, with Zelma. And I love that it finishes on that. And I think in that sense, you know what Donny Cates um, and uh, Henry Shaw have done here uh, and the way the creators have actually kind of taken a different focus for this last issue where you know they focus in on dr strange's personal relationships him escaping the the necrotic realm and not the downfall of mephisto and you know mephisto is only mentioned here in relation to him winning that ferocious war with against the other lords of hell to ultimately create the hotel inferno and come back uh and build his empire on Earth in Las Vegas because of the actions of Doctor Strange. And I think ultimately that's a really interesting lens to look at this uh, on a more personal level here yeah. of the Sorcerer Supreme. So um, absolutely uh, for Jews and high praise indeed. And I think for the Damnation event, you know, I think for me, I absolutely have really enjoyed the Damnation event. A, because, of course, it's with my favorite Marvel character. I think their treatment of him is just really, really good. It has felt complex. It's been personal. It's been about groupings. It's been... Uh, about him and his antagonist in Mephisto, but also, you know, just the, I think the personal thrust, the tie-in comics have tied in really well with the main coverage of Damnation, I think, for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I think that's worked really well. The the utilisation of bats is just great. I mean, you know, he's talking about whether bats has survived. I would like to see a writer that has the kahunas to kill off bats. <laughs> Or kill off a ghost, if that's possible. Um, They certainly put him in jeopardy in this, and that was kind of interesting because you were kind of going... Will he survive in Doctor Strange's head? Mm -hmm. And actually, just a quick note, we do get Bats leaping out of Stephen Strange's head again, which I'm really glad that they they did, um, because that's just such a great idea, that (laughs) Bats is kind of controlling Doctor Strange um, and obviously making use of the opposable thumbs Mm -hmm. in all their glory. Um, So (laughs) for me, the tie-ins were really good to the main damnation event and i think with yes. the damnation event certainly for me my favorite issues were the first and the last i think it got a little bit too recappy um in issue two and issue three and i i wonder if a longer uh series for damnation maybe eight issues uh, would have worked better and maybe would have helped uh have some meaningful dialogue of maybe say Iron Fist or Moon Knight um, that that really helped with their tines because the Iron Fist tines were really really good yeah. Um and and yet he didn't really do too much within the main damnation. Um, core event yeah uh, and i think maybe just an extra two issues an extra four issues could have given that space to to really have utilized Iron fist and even some of the other characters as well you know one of my f- other favorite characters is brother voodoo and really Not a lot happened there, to be honest. Even Man Thing only got a moment in terms of trying to save Wong and you realizing that Wong is a man without fear. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Daredevil. Uh, But he (laughs) really is. And I I think uh, they could have explored more of that grouping. And maybe that's what they will do. Maybe that's what the intention of this epilogue is Um, from Damnation Issue 4. Mm -hmm. That, you know, this grouping is going to go on um, and that we will get a bit more depth and breadth of these characters working together interacting and the trials and tribulations that they have to go through yeah yeah absolutely so Derek do you defend this issue of Doctor Strange issue 389 and indeed the damnation event
1: well let's talk about Doctor Strange 389 first um I love this issue I really did I loved it in the midst of this battle between hell and earth, what we get is a personal story about Stephen finding his friends and finding the true people that matter to him. I love the Clay kind of puts the point on it and says, um, I know you're not in love with Selma, but she is the one that matters most to you, like all of your friends yeah. do. And saying, t- saying to him that you have many people around you, just take a look, take a breath, shave, have a shower. Think about it and you'll realize how many people are around you. That's the central arc of this entire storyline. In relation to Damnation, the Doctor Strange issues are absolutely essential. I know you've, you've been saying that we should have had an extended version of the Damnation event, but really... There's four issues in Damnation and four issues in Doctor Strange, and you have to read all eight of those issues to get the full story. So it doesn't feel like you could pick up the four issues of Damnation and really get much out of it. Um, We were joking about the fact that the intro to the Damnation number four book is three lines long and really tells you everything you need to know about the previous Four, three issues of the book in three lines or four lines. It's kind of a bit of a joke there. Whereas you get something like this book, and it's got a huge paragraph written by Donnie Cates at the beginning to explain what's gone on in the Doctor Strange event because there's been so much in there. While I know that Iron Fist doesn't do much in the end of this book either, in Damnation number four, we don't see much of, of Iron Fist. I do think his tie-ins were excellent. Using, oh, absolutely. Using the Damnation platform as a jump-off point so you can learn about who he brings back from hell, you'll learn more about uh, Iron Fist, about him sacrificing himself possibly to bring back other characters, so quite important if we get another Iron Fist run in the future, which I really hope we do, and really hope that the writers stay on from this book, because they've been really, really good. And then we had Scarlet Spider, which I thought was a little bit of an introduction to the character, I like him actually, I'd never actually read much of of Ben Reilly's Scarlet Spider at all before, Uh, I know him back from the clone saga back in the 90s but yeah. that's about it i think that's where most people left the character um and what they did there was something interesting for that character but he is not used at all in the damnation event it was like as if they, yeah he, they, he drives a
0: dumpster truck uh to kind of save the midnight suns as they've just arrived mm-hmm. in las vegas yeah uh, before the main big battle kind of begins or it has just started um because it looks like they're getting overwhelmed but after that yeah it it there's not really an awful lot but i think like you I really enjoyed the introduction of Scarlet Spider from the tie uh, just to to learn a little more about, about him. And I think maybe in the same way as with Iron Fist, you're right, that jump-off point into that character mm-hmm. uh, was, was
1: really good. Yeah, and I think that may have been the problem with the Scarlet Spider books. I think I felt like they had a lot of heavy lifting to do to explain who he is. Iron Fist obviously has his own TV show, so a lot of people know the basics of who Iron Fist is. Doctor Strange obviously has his movie and is a central member of the MCU now, so a lot of people know who he is in general. So they don't have to do the heavy lifting of explaining who he is, what his powers are, why he's different from Spider-Man and, and uh, Scarlet Spider, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I suppose Scarlet Spider is the one that was non-essential uh, overall, but I enjoyed reading it. Iron Fist, as part of Damnation, um, was the one I enjoyed probably second to Doctor Strange. It was it was a really excellent tie-in, but non-essential to Damnation as such. They just used Damnation as a great jumping-off point to tell a really good Iron Fist story. Yeah. And then overall, Doctor Strange and the Damnation event as a whole, those eight, eight issues, I highly recommend them. I've really enjoyed reading, reading those. And to be honest, I've really enjoyed podcasting about all of these issues and talking to All of the rest of the team that have been there have been covering all the books. Absolutely. It's been great
0: um, podcasting about comics. Um, Yeah, we did it previously on our Gotham podcast. um, And certainly this is our first big uh, look at comics from our Marvel podcast, Defenders. So, um, yeah, really enjoyed that and really interacting with the other podcasts on this crossover event uh, has been really, really good. Yeah.
1: Speaking of which, we have a little bit of feedback in from Connor over at Sons of the Dragon, the Iron Fist podcast, who did that excellent coverage of the Iron Fist books. Uh, Connor says, Hi guys, Connor here. Love your Doctor Strange talk. I felt this issue was a nice cap off to the event, but extremely similar to that volume of Defenders, number three, I believe, which also had Iron Fist, time travel, and why Earth had so many superheroes, which ended him in him calling a girl which is actually pretty funny since these are the two major stories I've read starring Strange, outside of him appearing in heaps of other comics. Do his stories always end like this, with him calling a girl in a mundane setting? Anyway, looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Thank you, Connor. I don't think always uh, it ends up like that, but no. certainly
0: I think uh, you know, it is one of the traits of, of Doctor Strange. You've got his arrogance uh, before he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme, Mm -hmm. but then I think you you very much have these different elements where either he kind of sets himself aside from the rest of the Marvel Universe in the comics and is kind of being very meditative, Mm -hmm. or he's kind of being a bit imperious, really, along with Tony Stark and and, uh, Reed Richards in terms of the Illuminati and what he does, or he's having to really um, defend Earth from mystical and magical threats from other dimensions, Mm -hmm. Or he's making really difficult choices because actually he's working in a completely different way to maybe, say, the Avengers. You mm-hmm. know, he has to, he, he's always looking at the the longer game, I suppose, uh, as always. Uh, and I, 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 for example, I think that's why the, the time gem in the uh, MCU film world has been so good. Because I think the Sorcerer's Supreme uh, are, are really having to look at different times, space, dimensions realms mm-hmm. and so on um outside of the comprehension as steve ditko would say right. uh, of uh people living on earth um, and yeah. who are skeptical of, of this and i think because of that i think you sometimes really have to humanize doctor strange again Absolutely. you have to really bring him back from being this all-knowing very powerful marvel character and to to really hit him uh, where it hurts, and I think in a lot of cases that comes down to his relationships very much so, mm-hmm. where you can rehumanize this very powerful character, uh, you know, bring him back down to earth uh, to some extent. Absolutely, uh, and I think that's why they do focus on his relationships with mortal beings, with other extra dimensional characters, because. That is something that, despite all his power, he has huge difficulty with, and, and it provides that that springboard into him being vulnerable
1: uh, very much so. Yeah, and I think it's a tool that's kind of used by a lot of the writers to show you why Doctor Strange doesn't just spend all of his time in the astral plane playing around with his amazing powers you kind of have to ground him a bit you have to bring him back so yeah it's probably been used a few times before connor and um, but i do enjoy how it's used in the book here i love that he's going to clay in a very simple uh, cafe telling her this fantastical story and there's no magic actually being used in the scene it's just about their relationship and then she tells him to go and talk to zelma which is really important that he mends that relationship as john mentioned earlier on um it's really important to have that where you have a really powerful character who just can't do a simple thing like make a phone call and apologize to someone that he's hurt in the past. That's that's kind of a, a really good tool to use with Stephen Strange to ground him back in the universe. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I think uh, it's certainly used um, effectively here. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks so much for that feedback, Connor.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Connor. Uh, remember, you can also contact us through our website um, at... Feedback at TVpodcast.com mm-hmm. You can also leave a voicemail for any thoughts on Damnation, on MCU movies, or any of the Marvel Netflix shows. Uh, you can just head over to DefendersTVPodcast.com and click on the voicemail tab on the right hand side. You can leave up to 90 seconds of your thoughts. Uh, and of course, we are over on Facebook. You can come and join our group over at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Defenders TV Podcast or like our page on Facebook and of course importantly if you've enjoyed our damnation event please remember to share the love and share the podcast you can head on over to DefendersTVPodcast.com and go to any of the subscribe buttons for any of your Good or evil podcast catchers of choice
1: to listen to Defenders TV podcast. Absolutely. And as I mentioned earlier on, make sure you check out all of the other podcasts that have been covering Damnation, from Into the Night, the Moonlight podcast, who covered Scarlet Spider, to Sons of the Dragon, who did the Iron Fist coverage, and Inner Demons, who did the Ghost Rider coverage. It's been fantastic. Been great fun doing this event over the last couple of months. Very different for us. Uh, Hope you've enjoyed our coverage, and perhaps we will be doing a little more comic book coverage in future. But... We have another part to our Doctor Strange event coming very soon. Later on today, we'll be recording our discussion on Marvel's gigantic movie, Avengers Infinity War, which is what, part five of our Doctor Strange in the movies? Yes, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Part three. I think it's five if we include the TV movie and the animated film. So, yeah, five, probably. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yes, all things Doctor Strange on Defenders TV
0: podcast, along with all things Marvel Netflix and the MCU films as well. And Defenders will also be back with the Marvel Netflix shows uh, when Marvel's Luke Cage Season 2 is released on the 22nd of June. Mm -hmm. But in between that date in June and, of course, our release of the Infinity War review, then we will also be looking at Deadpool, which is the next on our Marvel movies slate in May 16th. Yeah, I think it's at May
1: 16th here, so it should be our review of it should be out pretty close to the 16th of May. Deadpool 2, um, that'll be a fun one. I know it's one of Chris's favourite characters, so so it should be interesting to see what his thoughts are on the second Deadpool movie. Yes, and of course, hopefully
0: we will be covering some more comics uh, in the future, and we may have a roundtable as well. We just need to organise it fully, where we hope to discuss and share all our views on the Damnation crossover events from our fellow podcasters
1: mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us for this event as we said keep it locked on DefendersTVPodcast.com for all of the things we'll be covering really enjoyed doing this event thank you so much for following along with us uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our coverage of uh, Damnation through all of the podcasts we'll talk to you again soon yeah absolutely thank
0: you so much as always for listening it has been a pleasure and we will speak with you next time bye strange tales strange tales